0: Hey guys, welcome back to the glitter today. I've got Jessica Bergio, beautiful last name. I think I killed it she said she doesn't like your last name or like you didn't like the people harassed you about your last name it's funny because it's like it's i think as adults now we know how to
1: pronounce things better than as kids you see something and like oh ha, ha bird b- boogero, is that your name like would, i would just get teased like for stupid but i didn't care it taught me how to have a thick skin you know and then i realized there's
0: people with much worse last names than me welcome to the glitter i'm your host samantha parker this show is dedicated to unpacking and unboxing your glitter in the world it's dedicated to your besties, girl gang, and your most glittery self. We honor the glitter inside of you and all the glitter you are about to discover. It's there and it's just waiting to be seen. This is your extra special place to discover the magic this world has to offer. I might be your host and guide, but girl, you are the main character in this show. Now let's spill the glitter. Right? That's what that's, I'm like, how do you get teased for that, Bergio? I mean, oh, people can that- think of anything. To, yeah. No, kids are just mean sometimes. Okay, girl. So tell me a little bit about you. What's your MO? Well,
1: that has evolved. If you would have asked me five minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. No, I'm kidding. Today's one I of those that. days. I feel yeah, that i right? my soul. <laughs> yes. I figured you would. I'm just coming off a of vacation, which we were just chatting about for a second. And I think sometimes time away is obviously needed and so good, but it's also one of those times that sometimes opens the floodgates of reflection of who am I? What am I doing? Why am I doing all this? Like I talk and teach about rooting into your why and building non-negotiables and all that kind of stuff, but it's some days you're kind of just like, I don't know who the fuck I am. I don't know what I want. I don't know where I'm going. And, uh, but to put a bow on what I actually am into and doing and focusing on right now is teaching, uh, creative and personal branding to hairstylists
0: and really anybody who's working on developing a personal brand. That's awesome. Okay. So how do you kind of deal with those? points when you're like, I don't know what I'm doing because I was on your podcast like a couple few weeks ago, a couple few weeks ago, I don't know <laughs> what that means, but I had just gotten back from Belize and I was like, so out of it. And I was just like, so like, how do you actually like, when you start feeling that way, do you, how do you look at it? And what do you do with you? Hopefully have worked really hard on building a strong
1: sense of community and you have people who like have been along the journey with you that can sometimes see what you're going through. And then I think it's our job to share and be vulnerable and express when things are starting to be stressful, confusing, overwhelming. For so long in my career as a hairstylist, I strong-armed everything myself, and I didn't lean on other people, and I saw asking for help as a sign of weakness. Even when There were times I knew I needed help or I needed help, like figuring things out. I didn't know exactly how to ask for it. And so now it can feel like a burden when you're going through transitions in your life to talk about them all the time. It's like when you're talking about a bad relationship, sometimes your girlfriend's like, oh my God, I hope would you just shut up about that? But when you're, when you're with people who are also entrepreneurs or who are also trying to create something, maybe out of nothing or just off a a idea or a whim, you can get into your head because we have this comparison trap called Instagram, social media that you might come up with a great idea or want to lean into something and you see 22 other people already doing it 10 times better than you freaking think you can. So it's so easy to get overwhelmed and not know the next right step to take. And just because I coached to that and can see that for other people, it's really hard for me to see it for myself. So I have really good girlfriends that luckily I've opened up to and shared kind of what I've been going through. And I got a beautiful message from one of my girlfriends, Regina, this morning just saying, because I sent her some cover art for the new book I have coming out. And she's, I sometimes forget the stuff that you're working on. You're not meant to go back to the same things you know and stay in your comfort zone. Like, it's not always easy. And then also shared a relatable story of like, I can't tell you how many times I've laid in the bathtub crying, wanting to burn everything and just get a regular job or go back to like your nine to five or something that feels safe and secure that doesn't require like so much brain space and you know it's you never shut it off so it's it's this transition for me where i I just let myself be vulnerable i let myself feel my feelings and uh, get really honest what do i need and the universe just gave it to me today i had two back-to-back podcasts after this that i was recording for my show they both moved like one was like i don't feel good can we reschedule the other one i looked they already had rescheduled I was like, okay, all right, cool. And so I sat in my yard for about 30 minutes feeling sorry for myself. (laughs) See, I'm not even supposed to be doing this. They canceled on me. And then I get this message from my friend. She knew not to call. She just left me a really beautiful voice message, just really encouraging. And I was like, what's gonna make me feel better? I was like, I've been trying to lay off coffee the last couple of days. I'm like a big fucking cup of coffee and go make myself sweat because that always pushes out that energy that feels stuck. And that's what the frustration is. It's stuck energy. And so I just did a Peloton run because I, I wasn't going to
0: come on your podcast and bring some down ass energy. I was like, fuck that. That's not fair. Oh my God. I love my Peloton. I was <laughs> on it this morning. I'm on like a detox right now. And so my energy isn't super high. And I was like, maybe I'll just do like an easy ride. But of course, like you can't just pick the stupid ones. But then I like did the ride and I'm like, I actually feel really good. My body feels really good. You look like you're kind of glowing. Like we're on Zoom right now, but you look good. I know. I'm like, wow, all my skin is cleared up. I'm like, oh, how that works, right? Oh, take care of myself and I feel good and I look better. Hmm. Yeah. I know. It's a little, it's a little rough though. Have you ever done a cleanse? Like, yes. not a cleanse, a detox. So it's not a cleanse, it's a detox. Oh, what are you doing exactly? So basically like Saturday, Sunday, I didn't eat at all. And it's like completely detoxing, like from all the things, mm-hmm. but I would say like Saturday, I was like, whatever Sunday, I was just like, meh, I watched a lot of Netflix. Um, Monday, I was like, I am the worst person in the whole entire world and everything needs to die. Like it was crazy. So I think when you like start detoxing, you start like also detoxing from the like negative stuff in your body as well. Like the thoughts and the thought patterns. And I was having a conversation with my friend last night and I was like, yeah, it was really wild. Like today I'm like, I'm the best person in the world. Look at all the things I've done in my life. I'm like, but <laughs> yesterday I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? And I think it's important to identify it just like you're saying, like you had that breakdown. You're like gonna sit on the lawn, right? You have to just sit and literally disassociate yourself from those thoughts. Like I don't think they're actually a part of us. I just think they're just some sort of like energy that's stuck in our body. My friend yesterday was like, I think that sometimes they're parasites because, you know, when you detox, you flush out parasites and she's, it could be like literal parasites communicating with you. And I'm like, yeah, because it feels like it's not part of me. Like you can almost just watch those negative things. Maybe it was just like a reaction you picked up when you were a child or a teenager or even a couple of years ago, you know, and you're like, that's actually not me. That's just like sitting there. It's a little bit of a wild ride.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I did just come off of three days of being in Mexico drinking, like, lots of tequila, margaritas all day, being in the sun. So my body, like, I told myself, okay, clear off the alcohol for a couple days. So I'm also in alcohol. I was trying to do alcohol and caffeine from Monday. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Come on, Jessica. So I had caffeine Monday, but I didn't really have much yesterday. I had a little tiny cup in the afternoon because I could feel that headache coming on, but no alcohol for the last two three days. And you're right. It's anytime you take something away, whether it's sugar or alcohol or which is sugar and coffee, it's like your body goes through a detox. And I love that you said that about like, detoxing all of these like, emotions that come up because I use coffee and alcohol as numbing mechanisms, like not in excess coffee, kind of in excess, but like, it's my go-to if I'm feeling something, I go, uh, my
0: treat is a latte today. Oh, okay, but we work from home. So let me just break this down for a second, okay? (laughs) There was this time where I was like, I shouldn't go get a latte because you know how people tell you that like you're wasting your money and that like you could do this. They use the cup of coffee as a guilt thing. Mm -hmm. And so I bought an espresso machine, right? And my husband was like, why did you buy that? I'm like, so I can make my coffee at home. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. The only reason that like you go get a coffee is so that you can leave. And I was like, oh my God, you're so right. He's just go buy the fucking coffee.
1: (laughs) I love him for recognizing that. And that's so true. It's always like my little like pause treat. And it was like back when I smoked cigarettes, when I did hair, smoking was the only reason you could go outside and take a break. And so like, why would I quit smoking? I would go sit outside. So then I switched to coffee. Then it was a coffee break. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind
0: of interesting how you almost have to replace those habits. I am eating. So just like last night I had a piece of fish and some veggies, Yeah, (laughs) but it's interesting because I'm like a lot of my life revolves around, let's go do something. Let's go get lunch. Let's go get drinks. And you have to be like, oh, who am I now? It's like a piece of your identity almost falls off. And I don't plan on eating like this forever. I just needed to reset and do some things. I had really bad inflammation and it was like painful. So, but it's, you have to reset. I was sober. Did you, did you know this? Like I went to AA and stuff for a while and I have a little bit of a sobriety journey. I'm not sober now, but like I definitely got a hold of my alcoholism. <laughs> for That's the only word I can think of. But I also, at that point in my life too, I had to redefine completely who I was. I was like, I don't even know who I am without alcohol. And that's kind of like Saturday and Sunday. I was like, I don't know who I am without food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Really interesting. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I can totally relate to that. I, when I did competitive bodybuilding or figure competing like com- competing back in the day, it you take on that identity of, you know, that thing that you're doing becomes who you are. Like people who run marathons are like marathoners. People who are like, you know, crossfitters or crossfitters. Like they might they might also be a lawyer, but they relate to that kind of like body part of them. And so food, alcohol, all that stuff is like such a big part of who we are. It's yeah, crazy. So-
0: How do you like, how do you deal with that? Like kind of just relearning and readjusting to like new versions of you that you're always being called to step up into. Cause that's kind of what it sounds like for me is it's not like a, Oh, I'm never going to have a coffee or I'm never going to have a drink again. That's, you know, that's not me either, but it's, I feel like sometimes it's like this pause where you're like, have to reflect on your life and look at the things almost. And what doesn't serve me? Like, how do you, I know you said you lean on community a lot. Is there anything else you do to kind of like move through those spaces? So I think just having like a real, a real, real awareness of
1: what is affecting you and not just using things as crutches or, you know, numb out mechanisms. And that's where I think for the for the coffee, just like a great example for me, I started to notice when I was reading, my eyes were twitching a little bit, or I noticed I was always a little bit edgy or a little bit like, just frustrated and too much caffeine I know can 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 create that so that's just a simple example of being an awareness of my body and how I'm reacting to my business my life my friends my relationship all from coffee like you it doesn't seem like you could (laughs) equate the two but it's true so until we're really real and honest like I would rather blame somebody else for why I feel frustrated or I'm going to blame my assistant for not getting the thing done or like the one thing misspelled on my email that went out today is going to piss me the fuck off because I'm highly irritated because I'm not good with my own self and so i think over the years there's different times in our life that require us to get really raw and honest with like how we're showing up and through coaching other people i've learned that's the key component to any sort of change that we want to have in our life is recognizing what how we're showing up and what we're doing to participate in whatever thing that we think is like holding us back frustrating us not allowing us to move through something it 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 just it's always me. It always comes back to me and how I'm not doing the things I said I was going to commit to. And that's really why, you know, yes, I talk and coach a lot to personal branding, but it's really what do you want for your life? Like having that reevaluation, nobody else can give you those things. And I feel as women often were conditioned growing up to look outward for those things. Like this type of job will create happiness in your life. This type of man or this type of situation or having these amount of kids or doing this sort of work will bring you that. And that was really hard for me to recondition because I was like, okay, you've peeled back everything that you're not a hairdresser anymore. You don't own a salon anymore. Who am I? I don't have all these things that when people are like, who are you? What do you do? You just rattle off. I'm a mom. I'm a salon owner. I'm this, this. That's not who I am. Like what gets me excited? And I think we talk so much about energy and we talk about being in energetic spaces that, you know, feed us, but a lot of us can't work from home. A lot of people listening to this podcast are like driving to work or like smacking couple kids in the backseat telling them to shut up so they can get five minutes of something poured into them. And it's really hard to be in awareness and be present when that's happening because you're like, (laughs) I'm just surviving. And so having community to discuss things like anyone listening to this show, we are your community. Being a part of someone's podcast, that is community, even though we may never get to meet you. That's how I feel when I have my podcast is I was like, someone needs to hear this message because it's something that's wanting to come out of me. So if I feel like I want to share this, or if I'm struggling with this, or if this is a conversation I had with one of my girlfriends or a client, it's probably something other people are going through. And I think the way we get through things is by being like feeling understood or feeling seen or feeling like we're not alone, or like just being able to talk about the thing, even if it seems stupid to you to talk to somebody about it. You know, it's, it's your thing. And I think we've also been conditioned in the last several years that Unless you're like dead-ass poor and you don't have a house and you don't have a car, then you should be grateful for everything that you have. And unless you're grateful for what you have, then you're never going to get more. And I I have a hard time with that because I feel like, yes, being in gratitude is obviously one of my morning rituals. It's something I practice, but, you know, it's like... (sighs) When you're striving for more and you're trying to grow your business and it's really hard to be in gratitude when no one's buying into your course, when no one's downloading your podcast, when, when you don't see things happening from the efforts that you are putting out. Yeah. You're going to have days like I had this morning where you want to fucking quit and you want to just tell everybody to fuck off. And you're like, what is it all for?
0: Yeah. It, and that's when you have to ask yourself. So when I have those moments like that, I see them now I can see them as, Oh, something, you know, you can use universe, God, whatever term you want to use. Something is being like, hey, you're a little bit off here. Let's use the space for realignment. And then I'm like, oh my God, what do I actually want? And I'm like, I didn't want any of that. So of course, it was hard to push uphill. Of course, like I can put my head down and do the work. But like at the end of the day, I don't fucking want that. And so it's... Yeah, I'm having a mental breakdown because I'm actually just slightly off where I want to be. 100%.
1: You nailed it perfectly. And I think again it goes back to the comparison thing of things we think we need to have do acquire be because we see other people that look really happy successful wealthy doing those things we're like that's the key that's the answer if i do it like sam then I will, I will look as happy as she is. I will be happy like her. I'll have the husband, I'll have whatever it might be. Like you can't help, but feel like that when you see somebody that even, you know, or you kind of think, you know, through social media, like it's just our go-to.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you've said a lot of like important things and I keep hitting the bullet points. I'm like on my notebook here. I'm like, hold on, we're coming back to some of this. I love when you mentioned like being grateful for what you have, but that's kind of super interesting to me. Right. Because do you remember when you're a kid and people would be like, they're starving kids in Africa, eat your food. And I'm like, what? That's not even relevant to like our lives here. You know, like they're different, but so someone on my TikTok today, and I get these comments quite a bit, it'll be like, wouldn't it be great to have such a great life? And I like to clap back. I'm like, You have no idea where I've been. I was like, I was a single teen mom and homeless, like at one point in my life, like you have no idea. So that's part of it too, is being like, Hey, like I'm super grateful from where I'm at because I know like that Samantha would be like, Holy shit. So I like to sit in that energy a lot of Holy shit, not, Oh my God, I didn't meet like a sales goal or, Oh my God, this didn't, this video didn't get enough views. I like to sit in the energy of Holy shit. Look how far we have come, you know? I think a little bit, I don't know. Where was I going with that? I feel like, no, we're
1: talking about being grateful and that's a gratitude practice. And that's why I, that's exactly why I have the gratitude practice every single morning is I force myself to write down those things. And I do that work with my clients too, when they're stuck in their head or they're not seeing the progress. I'm like, let's just, let's repaint and revisit all the things that you have created and done. And when you're building a personal brand, you need a personal story. And a lot of people feel like if they didn't have some like crazy ass story of being almost homeless, a crackhead and this, that they don't have a story that's going to land with somebody enough to where there was like this massive transformation in their life and why you should work with them. But going back through your story of your life, there's so many things we've all done, right? You didn't quit. You didn't not participate in soccer because you were the worst one on the team. Like I was a junior and I made JV cheer. I was 16 smoking cigs on junior varsity cheer. But I was like, they can't put me on JV next year. They have to put me on varsity if I just stick out this year. I was like the worst one on the cheer squad. Cause like you couldn't teach me dance. I was like, but I'm the loudest yeller and I could lift somebody up. So it's like... When we think we have to like be so grateful for the current state, maybe we're feeling like that's a difference between being grateful for like how far you've come, the challenges you've come through, like the things you tried that were really scary and hard that you were really fearful of, but you didn't die. You made it through. That's how I teach to showing up on social media for people, because that's one of the number one things when people are like, I want to grow my business. I want to do this. I want to do that. But they're not showing up. I'm like, okay, maybe if social media is not for you, but how are you going to grow a community that is aware of you, that wants to work with you, buy from you, put their butt in your seat to do hair or whatever
0: it might be? You got to get through that fear. Amen, girl. Okay. So something else you mentioned too was survival mode. And I think you said you might just have the mom, be the mom with the two kids in the backseat and you're just trying to survive. And dude, there's been so many times in my life where it was like, all I can do is survive. I just got to figure out how to pay rent and make it through. I got to figure out how to feed my kid. I felt like this last year I was in super survival mode and I was tied to the identity of my husband's deployed and I just got to make it through the year. And then when he got back, I'm like the last couple of weeks, I'm like, who am I? <laughs> you know, because you have to like, let that go. So if you are in survival mode, like seriously, like just give yourself like a big round of applause because that is a space that like a lot of us are in a lot of the time, but just know that there is an end to that. And a lot of times, sometimes it's a choice. Sometimes there's choices and sometimes it's not, but just always be working towards, Hey, it's going to be okay. You know? Totally. I have a lot of friends and clients who,
1: who have spouses that are on deployment and have to go through that every time they come home and every time they leave, it's like a huge adjustment. And I mean, if you're listening and you're going through and you're like, God damn, I'm in survival mode too. Those are the things where you lean into. You've made it this far. Go back through your list of your life of what you've made it through. And that sometimes will be just enough to help you get through whatever current thing you're in right now. But then also going back to the part where I talked about asking for help or being able to express your feelings with some sort of safe community that gets it. So if you are, let's just use you as an example, like someone who's feeling like that in that community, like you have resources you could reach out and use. And it's like Alcohol is the perfect example of people who are like curious about getting sober, who feel like there might be a slight problem. There's so many communities that you can join, whether it's AA or other types of meetings or other people on social media where you can go get that help to feel better and to get through just to survive.
0: Oh, there's a really cool, like TikTok is my favorite thing in the whole world. I know there can be like a nasty side of it, but there are so many cool things in there. Like when you get into a space like that you love, it's really rad. Like I learned so much from it, but there's cool communities on TikTok too of like sober curious. And it's just people who are like kind of taking back their power over alcohol. And it's like a really rad space to be too. And there's also so if you are in survival mode too, there's a lot of things that are going on there. My I would go back into fight or flight constantly. So you can find people to help you get out of fight or flight. In fact, one thing I did was I went to a shaman like sometimes several times a month, the whole time my husband was gone to help me get out of fight or flight because I couldn't take a full breath in from some of the trauma that I'd been through. So there's so many things you can do, but that leads me into how I want to wrap up this episode. Okay. is talking about like your community and your girl gang that just feels so important to me. Like you've mentioned it so many times, how did you cultivate a girl gang? Because this, again, this is a huge thing I get asked on TikTok too, is people are like, where did you find these friends? Like, where did you find the girl gang? Right. And the girl gang does shift from time to time as I shift, but like, Where do you actually find your core people? And for me, it started with me fixing me. But like what tips do you have for like girls out there who are like, I'm looking for my community. I'm looking for those writer diets. I'm looking for the girls I can go hang out in Mexico with for three days and will send me a voicemail to check on me.
1: So I have a couple things with this one because I thought I had to join someone else's community. I didn't think I was worthy of creating my own community like in in the early stages of switching because I've always been part of a community as a hairdresser, right? If you're a hairdresser, you're in the club, like you're just the hairdresser club. I always worked in big salons, so I felt like I was part of that inner circle And then when I left, that's where the identity shift of, okay, now I'm solo. I don't have those people to just lean into and rely on and like connect with. Where do I find these types of people? And that's where I started to realize there's a lot of things I didn't know, like about business and about kind of like about life. Because I was singularly only in the hair community. So I didn't have other outside perspectives. 20 plus years. That was all I knew. And so I did this. Huge scary thing by joining a Business Mastermind where I went into it with someone, I kind of knew the people leading it. And I said, listen, I don't have kind of the requirements you're asking. I don't have business online trying to scale. I go, but these people seem really cool that you're attracting. Do you think I would get some new friends out of this group? And he was like, absolutely. I was like, oh, so $7,000 for maybe a couple new high-level friends, I'm in. Like, And it's so funny, because now that I'm the host of that podcast and I'm interviewing past alumni from the group over the last couple of years, I would say 80% of them wanted the same thing. They wanted new high-level people who just were open to having conversations like this that they could connect with. So that was the one thing, like putting yourself in rooms with other people. Sometimes you got to pay to be there. There's a lot of free resources, like she just said with TikTok and like Facebook groups, but there's a whole different In the game type of vibe when you pay to be in a room somewhere, it doesn't have to be that expensive. I'm a great example. I started a community that's twenty five dollars a month called the Beauty Insiders Membership, which is basically helping you build a personal brand. It's very simple. I made it super low ticket because I wanted it to be a no brainer. I wanted you to be like twenty five bucks. That's two lattes in California. About grow our personal brand in whatever way we want, whether it's through business or through showing up on social more or like what's important to you. You talk about what's important with you that as your transformation goes, same with me. I think after I did that mastermind, I stayed close to that, the vest of those people. And that's where two or three of my really close high-level friends have come from. And when I say high-level friends, I mean like people who like get what you're going through, how, you know, her and I, Sam and I are sharing our feelings, like they go up and down, things happen, things change. Like you need people who can relate to that. Sometimes it's not your partner or your husband or the best friend you had since you were 13. That happened for me. She wasn't the person I could share this stuff with anymore. And uh, like I said, had to pay to do that. And then I also got to a point where I wanted to start building my own community. So I looked at people who had their own communities. How were they doing it? And not copy, but I modeled the things that I loved. I loved how she did this kind of meetup. I loved how she talked about these sorts of things. Oh yeah, her core values are this, those are kind of mine. So I just took everything that I love from everybody that I was starting to get attracted to on social media that was like feeling positive, like positive propaganda, not that hit of, oh, must be nice. Like those aren't the ones you wanna maybe leave into. Or you kind of got to address the trigger of like, why do you feel like it? Oh, must be nice. Maybe she'd be open to sharing her backstory so that you could relate to them more and realize it's not, oh, must be nice. It's, oh, you worked really fucking hard for five years and no one saw your face because you
0: were building this thing. Teach me. Can I pay yeah. you to teach me? And if I see another woman out there doing something and I'm like, I have that like jealousy, like that, ew, gross. I want to block them feeling. I know that I have some work to do on myself because I should view that as inspiration for what's possible in this world.
1: You know, unless it's something that like you really have no business even like looking, why do you even follow that account? Give yourself permission to let those accounts go and maybe later on down the road, you'll follow that person again. But there's so much positive stuff that like in your gut in your intuitive knowingness, what's going to light you up when you open your phone, if you're scrolling the type of content you want to be consuming. So stay away from the stuff that's not going to make you feel good. Um, And so then creating my own community has given me like this sense of like ownership of I want to bring this type of energy in there. So I'll have these sorts of guests and I only make sure I have these types of people in my group. So it's nice to build a tailored community of your own. And the way I did that was through the podcast, deciding that I wanted to have a voice and to create awareness of who I was and that however I was enough to show up and that somebody would listen. And connect with my messaging. So it's you have to let people know you exist if you want to join communities or start your own.
0: Mm, That's beautiful, honestly, like completely beautiful. Okay, so you're in the personal branding space, you do a lot in the beauty industry, like helping other boss, babe, beauty babes. Hey, how is that? Like beauty boss babes? Is that I guarantee that's trademarked somewhere. (laughs) I'm sure. Where can people find you hanging out?
1: Yeah, I'm mostly on Instagram at Jessica Bergio. The podcast is the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast that also has its own page. We put episodes out twice a week and then we started the community about a month ago and it's going amazing. It's the Beauty Insiders community and that's also all the infos in the link in my bio on Instagram.
0: Yay. And if you guys go over to that Instagram and you scroll back, you'll find me on yes. the podcast.
1: <laughs> yes. That was a good episode too. You guys should go listen
0: to that episode. I have to admit, I almost died. And usually I don't really care about this kind of stuff, but I was like, she videoed some of that and put it out as a reel. And I was like, I was so out of it that day. I remember we had to start over because I was like, I can't even think.
1: So the internet went out, like the universe was trying to put you back to bed and take a nap. And you were like, no, I'm doing this.
0: No, I was like, hell no. I have things I want to talk about. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. But I was like, oh God, that video, man. (laughs) But thank you for being so amazing. And thank you for showing up today. And thanks for just being your badass self. And cheers to having more glitter in your life. Hell yeah. Cheers.